Hello, and welcome to the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Cher. And this is our 46th episode. I almost said 45th, even though I just checked. Well. (laughs) I got to keep those episode counts correct. (laughs) So the first thing I want to talk about is my friend Charlotte sent me this article today about Alanis Morissette, which I want to send you. And it's basically this woman interviews her about her, like, she's pregnant with her third child now and like her pregnancy and birth experience it was like the most mean thing i've I've ever read in my life and then she talks about like her experience with you know that song hands clean yes like you would recognize it like you have washed your hands clean oh you know yeah yeah, that's the one you got it (laughs) um Anyway, I guess, like, that song, which, if you look at the lyrics, it is really obvious, is about her having a relationship, like, when she's, I think, like, young, like, 15 or 16 with an Mm -hmm. older man, and how it's, like, I mean, it's basically about statutory rape. Ew. Um, But anyway, so she, like, talked about that. Anyway, it's a really great read. I recommend it to all. It's from Shape Magazine, which is not something I usually am reading, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really recommend this one it's written by um this woman who writes for slate and it's very good okay well it's so. good to know that shape is having some high quality journalism <laughs> i know along with the tips and tricks to tuck your tummy this summer <laughs> yeah <laughs> steps to be able to do one pull-up by the end of the year or whatever. exactly <laughs> keeping our goals manageable yeah Speaking um, of doing pull-ups, I um, am sore because I got the closest I've ever gotten to doing a cartwheel yesterday and practiced too many times, and now the side of my back feels very tight because I didn't stretch first, and I'm apparently too old to just, like, try a cartwheel. I want to be clear that I didn't do a cartwheel. It was just the closest I've ever gotten to a cartwheel. Well, not to brag, but I have a really good cartwheel. I'm sure you do. (laughs) I was thinking about how I was going to tell you this, and then I was like, I bet Cher can do a cartwheel. I mean, most people, I think, can. (laughs) Well, not to brag, but I did gymnastics from, like, ages, like, 6 to 12 or whatever. Probably not even – definitely not that long. I did as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I actually can do a pretty good cartwheel, and I can do a good handstand. But those are, like, pretty much my only skills that I picked up from that gymnastically i can't do flips or anything like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. or like um i don't know what do they call it like what they do in spy movies where you like jump like you basically like jump backwards into a handstand and then jump on your feet what (laughs) okay it's a backflip no a round off no i can do a round off that's basically a (laughs) cartwheel according Uh, to rachel and lauren what i was doing more more resembled a round off than a cartwheel because it did was Rachel, just did Rachel and Lauren do gymnastics they strike me as people who would have actually Rachel did and she broke her nose and then didn't do them anymore okay my sister was much better than me at gymnastics which one Mary Kate or Savannah uh, uh Savannah I don't okay. I don't know that Mary Kate ever did did gymnastics she might have just done ballet mm-hmm. but Savannah was really good and they wanted her to compete um, they definitely never asked me if I was interested in competing. <laughs> um, it's probably better but I think that I, she didn't. <laughs> it is better. Yeah, she did ballet instead. But um, yeah, I had too much fear. Like I wasn't 
I was like, I was afraid of going upside down. Like I was mm-hmm. afraid of going too fast. I was afraid of losing control of my body. You know, mm-hmm. I was just, I had glasses. I was just already <laughs> handicapped. Um, I but think yeah. That was my problem as a child of doing a cartwheel that I was like, I don't know about this. And then it remained an issue. Okay, Which well, is I weird because actually... I was a soccer goalie. So like I had to dive around for that. But I think it was just because there were stakes to it. It was like, the ball will go in the net if I don't do this. So I didn't think about it. But if it, we were like in practice, I had a harder time like diving on the ground for stuff. Okay, well, to be fair, I find it really impressive that you played any kind of sport ever because I didn't ever. So, and goalies are important. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I it's a lot of pressure. The, I was kicked in the head twice. The second time, I was taken to the doctor and had a concussion. The first hey. time, my dad said she's fine. <laughs> cool the ref was like are you okay and my dad from the sidelines yelled she's all right keep playing (laughs) i was just like (laughs) (laughs) oh geez yeah uh yeah knowing knowing uh the one time i've met your dad i can see it yeah um My mom, like, my dad, like, to his credit, like, never played soccer, but he, like, made, like, my brothers and I all played, and so he, like, learned the rules, and, like, really, like, my brother was a goalie, too, and, like, my dad, like, really got into it. Like, he used to call me Mia Ham because, I love that. Yeah, and, like, I had a poster, all the stuff, and not that I was ever even, like, good at soccer. I want to make that clear, too. (laughs) Well. I was, I could have been a good goalie if I was nurtured. But I, like, my parents were very supportive, but, like, I grew up in a town where it was just, like, very competitive all the time. And so winning was more important, I think, than, like, nurturing a love of the sport. But um, (laughs) my mom never really learned the rules. And so, like, when I used to play defense, like, the ball would be on the other end and I was meant to stay where I was. Because that's not, like, scoring goals is not your role in defense. But my mom would, like, be sitting on the sidelines being like, come on! And I was like, Mom, that's not... You're like, Mom, I'm supposed to stay here and block this thing. Yeah, I'm like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. So, um, there you go. Well, um, so Team Team USA won, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, very so, exciting. Alex Morgan scored a goal on her birthday, which has to be exciting. Oh, that's great. I think I've scored huh. two goals in my entire life, so... Me and my fellow intern um, have been fighting about whether or not the women and men's team should be equally paid. And I'm like, well, they should because the women win. That's what I said. I'm like, I feel like they should be paid, paid more. <laughs> I'm like, if anything, they should be paid more. Um, yeah, I know. Um, have you been watching any of the debates? I missed, I like tragically missed the both of them because like I actually really enjoy the political theater of debates, but for whatever yeah, reason, like do. just didn't, wasn't like thinking about them or whatever. But I did watch like some videos and like look at some tweets afterward. Yeah, I missed the first night. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me like how they split them up. Like they didn't do like um like bottom tier, top tier. It was like it seemed like more spread out mix. than that. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I yeah. was like why is that mysticism girl in the same debate as like Marianne <laughs> Marianne Williamson loved her. I was like she has to be pulling lower than Cory Booker. But boy, was she fun. Oh, sure. 
Um, I mean, everyone was like, let's keep her around. This is good yeah. stuff. <laughs> this will be awesome for Saturday Night Live. We like but, it. <laughs> um, I mean, isn't that how Trump won? I'm not I'm, Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, let's see. What else is going on? Oh, um, I started Riverdale. Ugh. As see, a, the first season for is teen, great. teen drama um, corner. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I've started season two. Okay, season two, um, I will not lie to you, uh, goes off the rails a little bit. But it's still just kind of fun to be like, this show is a show that exists. Yeah. I like I sort of thought Riverdale was going to be the answer to sort of my question of what is good TV. Mm. Sort of because I sort of like it has all the elements that I want. Like it ha it's basically like Gossip Girl meets like PLL mm-hmm. sort of. Um, yeah. And I was like, this is what I want. This is what I've always wanted. Well, in, like, season one, I was like, oh, yes, the genre of teen has been, like, reinvigorated. I'm so excited. And I just think, I think it's, like, the classic trap of, like, the first season only was 13 episodes, I think. Yeah. It was, like, 10 or 13. And then the second season, they spread it out into 22. And that's a lot harder to make content for 22 episodes when your show is supposed to be kind of, like, splashy and... Yeah. I think I still enjoy watching it just for the spectacle, but I think my biggest issue with it is that, like, they make them teenagers when it's convenient, and then they ignore the fact that they're teenagers when it's convenient in a way that kind of irritates me. What do you mean by that? Just that, like, similar to on, like, One Tree Hill, there are plot lines and things that happen with the characters or just, like, attitudes about, like, sex or, like... Murder. Oh, yeah. That I just don't buy for, like, 16 and 17-year-old kids. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, yeah, I think the the way that they portray the sex in this show is just not teenagers. No. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, Veronica is, like, I, like it, it, like it's it's like grown up stuff. It's like oh, mm-hmm. Archie's in the shower and she like shows up with like her pearls and like naked. I'm like no, like this is like like teenage yeah. girls are not this confident. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, in later um, seasons, it's a little bit and like um, Hiram Lodge like has like these weird feuds with Archie and it's like he's 17 years old. I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Um, I will say, I just... It's one of those things where it's, like, some of the characters I really love, and then some of the characters I'm, like, you're just phoning it in. Like, Archie mm-hmm. is the worst character oh, on television. So he uninteresting. Sucks. He just is so boring. Like, he's, like, Finn Hudson, but, like, so much worse. Like, I yeah. enjoyed Finn Hudson. Mm-hmm. But, like, they kind of tried to me- remake Finn Hudson, except lamer in Archie. I feel like the only version of that archetype that I've ever seen that worked was Matt Saracen. Like, I feel like... You didn't like Finn? No, I liked Finn. I thought Finn was fine. But I thought that... I don't know. Like, I thought, like... I mean, Glee had a broader problem that was, like, just... They couldn't ever figure out how to move forward with the show, so it was constantly, well, like, yeah, the same few plots circling back and forth but i think like that archetype of like i don't know sensitive football player i've only really seen work well and enjoy with matt 
Well, and I also think, like, I just could not care less about Archie's music oh, career. Sort of, like, so I'm just sort of like, no. why are why are we doing this? Like, why are Every we Every time they're time? singing on that show, I'm like, why is this needed? Yeah, I kind of like it when Josie and the Pussycats sing. Oh, I like but, that. Um, and I like it when, like, Cheryl or Veronica guess in that. But I was going to not... say, I don't like it when Veronica, like, has Veronica sung alone yet? Because I don't like it when she does that. I don't know. Like, she already has too many. Like, she's already so prominently featured in the show. Like, couldn't Josie have sung that song? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Archie, I'm just, like, really don't like him. Bored, like, annoyed all around. Don't like him. Mm -hmm. Veronica, again, a disappointment to me. (laughs) Which I think (laughs) I had gone into that show thinking, like, oh, well, like, I'm going to be Team Veronica because Betty's going to be too boring for me and Veronica's going to, like, fulfill, like, my Blair Waldorf dreams and she just doesn't no, at all. But Betty solves crime. Like, Yeah, Betty, Betty's, like, like, a Nancy Drew. So I, like, now like Betty. But it's just, like, I don't, I don't usually like the good girl. Like, I just sort of am, like, I don't, like, like, the girl next door archetype. I'm, like, that's never, like, been who I am. So I'm yeah. sort of, like, <laughs> I don't relate to you. I don't care about your, like, Right. I don't know. Your goody two shoes past or whatever you have. But I mean, I do, I like her though. She has like that weird thing where she like makes her hands bleed and mm-hmm. she had that weird scene where she like tried to drown that football player when, when she <laughs> like handcuffed him, him alive. I'm not sure yeah. what that plan was. So then once that Boil happened, I was, like, I was like, all right, Betty, like, <laughs> I think, we, I think we have some stuff in common. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Disappointed by Veronica. Like, I think she... I think the, like, rich girl um, snobby thing... Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like Veronica tries too much to be a mom sometimes. Like, she's like, are yeah. and, like, all that Ugh, crap. I'm just like, it's that. just, like, it's just gross. And, like, she's always like, oh, the old Veronica. And I'm like, ugh, I just, like, I'm not interested by this. Yeah. Dialogue. Well, I, I think she, more than any of them, also talks in a way that no one speaks. Where no, she'll, no like, one ever. Like, she, like, it's, like, a lot of, like, buzzwords, like, for teenagers, I think, that they, like, put into her, um, yeah, into her dialogue that I'm, like, I don't think that this is how this works. Yeah. And it's not, like, it's not, like, Gilmore Girls or, like, The West Wing, where it's just, like, Everybody talks in, like, a snappy way. Or, yeah, in Gilmore Girls where there's a lot of references that feels like this is just the world of the show and this is what people – like, this is just, like, the language of the show. It's just her that's doing it. And, and like, it feels like the writer's trying to be like, see, we're – like, we're hip. Like, we get it. We know what the kid's like. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Obviously, my favorite character is Jughead. Oh, for sure. Which, you know, surprises no one in my <laughs> lifelong quest to heal broken men. But, um, for sure. Yeah. God bless. Also, just, like, really thrilled to see whatever that kid's name is, that actor. Can't remember it. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody doing something Oh, big. yeah. <laughs> Cole Sprouse. <laughs> what's, what's the other one up to? Um, Dylan, I think, is acting in something. His hair is very long. Um, I think... Okay. I'm not sure, but Cole Sprouse also does, like, some, like, pretty serious photography. Like, he's done, like, spreads for, like, W Magazine and stuff. I'm just thrilled to hear it. I'm really so, glad. 
just doing well. They went to NYU and now they're thriving. Love that. Um, love the gay best friend, whatever oh, his name is. I really think he's underserved because he's he a really is all the time. I know. He, like I want, I only want his reactions to everything. Yes. <laughs> like in in no time has he ever disappointed me with a quip. Yeah, um, I agree. Is that all the characters? Pretty Oh, Cheryl Blossom. Kind of just like weird. Like, I just don't get her yet, I think. She's, like, she just I, kind of weirds me out. Yeah, she's good. But it's it's strange because it's like she and Veronica are kind of filling a similar role in the show. But then are like against one another sometimes and then not at others. I don't know. Well, yeah, because they're both like, well... She's, like, the gothic princess, sort of. Yeah. Whereas Veronica's just the, like, New York elite. Yeah. But they, like, both have, like, bad news dads. Mm-hmm. Um, they both are, like, similarly bossy and, like, Queen Bee-esque. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It, like, it's it sort of feel. Yeah, I, I sort of agree. I don't really understand it entirely what her role is. Besides, like, being vaguely creepy. Yeah. I think that they start to, like, give her a little bit more to do. I mean, she had enough to do in season one because, like, obviously, like, it was her brother that was killed. Right. But I feel like they start to, like, flesh out her character a little bit more in two and three. Okay. Um, also, all literally every single parent is bad news. Oh, for sure. Um hate every single one with the exception maybe of betty's mom who i find a little bit fun <laughs> who who also plays the duchess who has sex with nate oh that's right see yeah. i know her as sherry from gilmore girls oh right yeah she's that mm-hmm. too she's something else too but i can't remember she's in um what's that show that you watched um oh uh wrapped twin in peaks. plastic yeah twin peaks yeah <laughs> when she's young she's in twin peaks Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks is actually like it is a very weird show, but I also very much enjoyed watching it at the time. Have you I, seen I've it? I've heard I've heard the original is like very, very good. Oh my god, do not even begin to watch the new one. I heard Brendan, it's crazy. Brendan and I watched one episode and we we're just like, what on earth? Like we <laughs> like I were like, no, we're not continuing, which we've never really done. We watched the whole season of the first season of the OA, which is also like really weird mm-hmm. and not really my cup of tea. But you should watch Twin Peaks. I actually like there's like there's murder, there's teen drama, there's like a mystery. I like all those things. But there is some like kind of I don't know philosophical slash spiritual mm. weirdness through it. But I don't know. I liked it. Um, yeah, I guess we can talk about the book now. Sure. Okay, so the book that we read was Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. A book with a bright yellow cover. I loved it. I liked it, for sure. Um, should I read the back of the book? Yeah, do it. Okay. Frances is a cool-headed and darkly observant young woman, vaguely pursuing a career in writing while studying in Dublin. Her best friend is the beautiful and endlessly self-possessed Bobby. At a local poetry performance one night, they meet a well-known photographer, 
and as the girls are then gradually drawn into her world, Frances is reluctantly impressed by the older woman's sophisticated home and handsome husband, Nick. But however amusing Frances and Nick's flirtation seems at first, it begins to give way to a strange and then painful intimacy. Written with gem-like precision and marked with a sly sense of humor, Conversations with Friends is wonderfully alive to the pleasures and dangers of youth and the messy edges of female friendship. So I have to say, like, reading the back of the book, I would not have thought I would, like, love it as much as I did. Like I, I was really like, messy edges of female friendship. Yes, please. Yeah, I mean, I also just, like, I don't generally love an affair plot line. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of was like, I don't know that I'm going to love it, but I, like, I really liked it. Um, I think it's interesting. My first note on the book was that, like, once again, we have the character, like, our main protagonist is kind of the boring, like, literally is described as without a personality. And, like, plain looking. Yeah. And her best friend, Bobby, is, like, this, like, vivacious and gorgeous lesbian who's like smart and like you know just like I wanted to read the book from Bobby's perspective just because we I think we've talked about this before where it's like so many of these novels are written from the like boring plain person's perspective and like and they always have the vivacious friend and you like wonder why don't we ever get that kind of perspective I yeah I do agree with you although I kind of think that Bobby if we read it from Bobby's perspective like I don't think Bobby is like I think so much of who she is is who Frances like projects Mm. her to be so I think like remember there was that whole scene where Bobby was talking about how like she is just gonna like work at the university Mm, and Frances mm -hmm. is like what the fuck like you're so special why would you ever but I think and and, uh, Bobby is like you basically like put this importance on people that you like that oh, but, yeah. we can't really live up to and it's like not really real and and so i sort of wonder if like that's what's happening like is bobby actually as special as she seems or is it just because she's like really special to francis that mm-hmm. she takes on that like persona yeah i think this book calls that idea into question more where it's like the introspective person like are they just seeing something that that person doesn't see in themselves or is it just that you need an introspective person in order to tell a story? And yeah. is Bobby maybe not as introspective? <laughs> I don't think Bobby is as introspective. Although, I mean, like, I think Bobby's very smart and whatever, but she obviously, I don't know. There are a lot of things, like, we don't really get to know about her. Like, we don't know really exactly what's going on with her family. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't we don't really know what she's doing half the time because <laughs> we're stuck with Francis, but... Um, who I, I like I love Frances like I I actually did enjoy like being through her or seeing the world through her eyes for the book but like we don't really know actually that much about Bobby and her like mm-hmm. like I don't know what Bobby's day-to-day looks like yeah it reminded me of um when I heard Andre Asimov speak about call me by your name this book um, really reminded me of call me by your name well he was talking about how he always thinks it's like silly when people say like, oh my gosh, write the book from, but from Oliver's point of view, he was like, Oliver would never write a book. Yeah. Oliver's like too confident. Like it would be like, oh, I looked over at Elio and was like, oh, cool. And that would be like, and maybe like descriptions of them like having sex. 
But like Elliot, like the reason <laughs> that Call Me By Your Name is a book is because Elio is like, oh my God, like it does he feel the same way? Like I don't know. He's like Oliver isn't inhibited those ways. So like there's no book from his perspective, which I thought was really interesting of like you always want to hear like the other perspective, but it like according to Andre, Andre. <laughs> um, it's like you pick the perspective because it's the one who has the story, especially if you're going to be um, in first person. Yeah, I know that's true. Well, and you have, yeah, you have to have somebody who's going to notice everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what part of what is so great about Call Me By Your Name and this book is that you get like you feel the actual anxiety of like starting a new relationship and like mm-hmm. wondering like what is that person doing like what does this mean like this person hasn't emailed me back yet like or like I'm putting my phone under my pillow so I'm not like constantly checking my phone mm-hmm. like that sort of insecurity and like not knowingness is like really relatable and I think kind of universal yeah I will say that Every time, like, Nick would say something about Francis, or I think there's a point where he says that he fell in love with Francis, like, immediately, and I literally said out loud, how? Because (laughs) I, like, to me, like, I really enjoyed this book, and I really liked reading it, but I was just like, oh, Francis is just, like, I feel like I would not want to hang out with Francis. Like, I'd be like, God. I don't know. Like, I feel like I had this vibe from her that she was just like, this like wet blanket and like not nice or like not like not that I care about people being nice that much but it was like I don't know I was just like I literally was like how like well, I just, but I mean I think that's sort of like I think it's really hard for people like if I described myself I don't think I would describe myself as somebody who's that likable either But I think it's more, like, it's less, like, how she was seeing herself and more, like, how she was, and maybe because so much of it is, like, filtered through her own perception of how she's behaving, but it just seemed like she was just, like, this kind of, like, like, nothing in every room. Have you, have you ever been to, like, a social gathering and left and basically felt like you were a nothing but like everybody was like oh like it was so nice seeing you it was like you know like or was it like it was such a great time and it's like wait really was it because I felt like I like contributed nothing maybe but I feel like when I'm insecure I guess because like I feel like I'm so different from Francis like when I'm insecure at a party I tend to talk way too much and like what I like to call with you my stand-up comedy Yes. Where it's, like, I'll just, like, talk and, like, make jokes or, like, because that, like, making people laugh is how I feel comfortable with other people, especially if I don't know them very well. And so, like, me fading into the background is, like, not how I feel comfortable. So I feel like I'm a Francis and you're a Bobby. Maybe. And maybe that's why I was more curious about what was up with Bobby. I also just wanted to hear, like, more about what she thought about this whole nonsense affair. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, so so my, like, chief complaint about the book, which, like, I don't know that it's really that valid. I was texting Olivia about it, who read and also loved this book, um, was that, like, I just wish Francis was not 21 years old. Yeah. Because, like, I think, like, the idea of this affair is, like, I, like, can stomach it and get behind it, or, like, you know, not get behind it, but, like, enjoy reading about it 
mm-hmm. when I'm not when I'm not like this girl is like a college student and like definitely being taken advantage of by an older man. Whereas but like I if, think that's the only circumstance in which I think that is also though like why I'm not like that hard on Francis for it. Because I'm like, oh, she's 21 years old. Like, she's making – like, if she was, like, 25, 27 – like, if she's my age or our age, I'd be like – I mean, not that Francis doesn't know better, but it's like, you know better. And, like, we have friends that are married. We have friends that are having babies. It's like, you would never do something like that. I don't know. I mean, like, obviously people do. But (laughs) – (laughs) but I think that it's like her naivete that is like is how she even gets into the situation in the first place I guess but but I also agree with you that it's gross on his part right it's like he's just kind of using that naivete and is like attracted to it or something I don't know I guess though like it's tough because I can't I don't really give Frances a pass because I think she is like really emotionally intelligent and mature Mm -hmm. for her age and so it's sort of like like, I felt like she was at least 24. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I just was like, there's no way. Like, I was, like, thinking about myself at age 21, and, like, I just was not where she was. Like, I was... Yeah, I did. I kept thinking that she was in graduate school. Yeah, it felt like she was in graduate school. No one is publishing, like, books of poems in college. Well, maybe Sally Rooney is, because did you look at the back I of the book? She was born in she, 1991. I was very upset to know that. I know. she. Yeah, I think <laughs> she was, like, she wrote this when she was, like, 22, which, hate, hate that. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, like, maybe Sally Rooney's just way more advanced than we were at that age. But I don't think that most people are. Like, I think Mm-mm. most 21-year-olds are, like, like, out drinking and, like, I mean, I like I would never be have been invited to like an older person's home because I was a child. (laughs) I do remember thinking because like I always thought it would be very glamorous to have like an not with a married one, but like an affair with a professor or something like. No, no, I'm very mature. Well, that's what I remember thinking. Like I thought, oh, I'm very mature. Like maybe that will be like I'll fall in love that way. But I remember thinking, like, I can imagine no circumstance in which I wouldn't be totally bummed out to have one of my professors that I like or even have, like, a baby crush on, like, make any kind of pass at me. 100%. Or, like, well, also, it's, like, I don't even under – I mean, this is a different – like, he's not her teacher, but it's, like – I've never understood how that even happens because it's like if you misread a situation on either end, it's like horrible. I know. I know. I've thought about that. But I mean, it happens. Like, it happens a lot. I think, uh, to be honest with you, which is like, this is upsetting and gross, but I think how it usually happens, and like, I mean, maybe this is just my, you know, my like anti-men classic perspective coming through, but like, I think what usually happens is... The professor is able to pick out a vulnerable girl who has mm-hmm. low self-esteem and, like, doesn't really – I don't know. Doesn't really know any different. And then, like, basically I think they groom them. Like, I think they're like, yeah. oh, you know, come to my office. I was like, oh, like, actually let's do it over to, over a drink. Like, oh, now we've had three glasses of wine. Like, oh, well. Like, I think that's how it happens. Like, I don't think it's ever the type of thing where it's just like – oh, we automatically made out in my office. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, I think especially because, like, you and I were both English majors. And so it's, like, an English, like, student and their teacher, it's, like, it is a slightly intimate relationship in that you're reading someone's writing. 
And so it's like when you yeah. go to meet with them, it's like usually like it's a small like, you know, it's usually like, oh, we're talking about your writing. We're talking. And if it's like you're a good writer and like it was always important to me to like have my professors think that I was a good writer. Um, it's I don't know. It's just like I always remember thinking like it would be such a violation. Even the professors that I was like, I adore this person. Right. Well, and I think also for English majors, like, you're often talking about issues that are, like, emotional and, like, Mm -hmm. sometimes personal. And I think, like, the line between, like, professionalism is, like, very easily blurred. Like, I bet more people, like, confide in their English teachers than, like, any other yeah, I mean, did type. you see that um, I posted, I saw this on Instagram and posted it to my story. It was like, you can tell who the sad kids in eighth grade were because they got very close to their English teacher. That is like the most true thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, especially because like, I am still very close with my eighth grade English teacher because that was the year that um, I like stopped being friends with like a lot of my elementary school friends because they were all like drinking and like oh, that's experimenting. Right. And I was like, oh. God, eighth grade, that's so young. I know. I'm so confused. They're they're 13. No, it was terrible. Um, But yeah, Uh, so I don't know. But I do, um, the beginning of their sexual relationship bummed me out. Yeah, really bummed me out. Like, I did not find it, like, hot. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the thing that's weird about it is that like, if you're reading it through Francis, it's, like, you can see how it's hot. But, like, Nick himself isn't really actually that hot. Like, it's, like, yeah, I guess he's attractive, but, like, he's kind mm-hmm. of really boring and mm-hmm. has very little personality and, like, really contributes almost nothing. And even, like, when they're, like, having their, like, sexual relationship, it's, like, he, like, can't even, like, really participate in intimacy either. And so it's sort of, like, this weird thing where it's, like, you almost want him to, like, be better because she, like, is clearly so into him. But it's also, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, like, it's it's weird because. I understand why she was into him and other than, like, looks and, like, vice versa. Well, but I also think there's something to him being older. Yeah. Because I think like they had like sparkling conversation, but I wonder like reading the back of the book and like how she kind of like lusted after what is the wife's name? Melissa. Melissa. Um, how she like even said like she like admired her house and like Nick is kind of like an ornament of that house. Right. And so it's like if she's having an affair with him, then it's almost like she's living that life. Especially when my favorite part of the book is when they're in France. Oh, yeah, I like that part, too. Um, yeah, you know, who I, like, really want to give a shout-out to is Philip, um, who clearly is 100% in love with Francis from oh, beginning to end. I know. But, <laughs> but she does not notice him at all. I also loved when Bobby, like, truly did think that Philip knew oh about my God, that's the affair because he, like, made a joke about it, and so she mentions it, and he's like, wait, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah. The, oh, the other thing about Bobby, though, is, like, she, I'm, like, completely losing my train of thought. Say something else, I'll remember it. Um, I'm not- uh, One of my notes is that I think it's surprising, but I also liked 
how quickly they start their affair. Like, the book is not about the buildup. It's, like, about the, the affair and the fallout of it. It's not, like, them making the choice to, like, have an affair. It's about them being, like, oh, we're in this and, like, dealing with the fallout. And even, like, the last page of the book is, like, come and get me. It's still going, yeah. I mean, the affair's yeah. not over. Yeah. I But I did find... I think Melissa is, like, clearly responding to, like, feeling betrayed and in pain, but I was not interested in their, like, um, modern, like, oh, we're just all gonna, we're gonna stay married, and it's okay if he still sees you, and I'll still have you over to my house, and... Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just found it mostly weird that, like, Francis continued to be invited to parties and stuff. It's like, oh, like obviously she'll be will invite your mistress to your birthday party. It's like what? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it was just that like that evolvedness of like, oh, we're just you know, we're not so bourgeois that we don't accept that there are affairs and th- I don't know. Because I also like I really liked Melissa in France when she was saying like you know, if he's bothering you, like, please tell me. Oh, yeah, because I know. I, you know, because clearly, like, she's thinking of Nick as when he was having, you know, when he was, like, dealing with a lot of depression and, like, maybe that he would almost, like, hurt her. Well, and, like, I mean, I think the thing is, is that, like, Nick is, like, clearly actually, like, very mentally ill. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, that sort of, which... Like, Francis, like, does not seem to get at all. Or, like, she... I mean, obviously, she doesn't know in the beginning. But even when she does know, it sort of is, like, doesn't really change anything for her. Which, like, I'm not saying it should. But, like, I think Melissa... Like, the way Melissa sees him is, like... Like, he... She never thought that he would be desirable even to Francis in the first place. Because Mm -hmm. she sees him as, like, this, like, broken person who, like, can't do anything at this point. Yeah. Whereas... Like, Francis is, like, oh, he's a movie star and, like, you know, sends me hot emails. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, like, what's really, like, almost perverse about Nick's role in the relationship is that, or, or like, what he's getting from Francis is that, like, Melissa talks about how he starts to be better yeah. when he's seeing her. It's, and like, then it, it's like he it almost sucks like allows the health him, out of her. Yeah, and it's, like, it almost allows him to like rekindle his sexual relationship with his wife because yeah. it's like he never would have if he hadn't been with Francis and it's like gross. Well, it's like yeah, so it's like so Francis is able to make him happy and like get his confidence back and like recover and like and then the result of that is that he then gets basically back with his wife or like I mean they were never apart but like they rekindled their romantic relationship mm-hmm. and then Francis is like what shit out of luck like I mean it's like it's sort of like the thing where you, like, date a guy for a long time and you, like, spend all this time, like, sort of, not, like, training him, but, like, you, you, like, help him to grow and make him better. And then the person who actually, like, enjoys the benefit is the person who dates him next. Mm -hmm. Except in this case, it was his wife, you know? But, but yeah, it just seemed like it was, it seemed very unfair. Mm -hmm. Um, I would agree with that. The thing I was going to say about Bobby, though, is that... I think that Francis sees Bobby as, like, this kind of, like, or, like, and I think both Bobby and Nick, she sort of is, like, well, like, what capacity could I possibly have to hurt you? And so, like, she doesn't really, 
acknowledge that other people could have some kind of inner life because she's like the only one who could and like or, or like she doesn't think she's important enough to like cause damage in other people's lives mm-hmm. with what she says and i thought it was like pretty fucked up that she published that story about bobby and like didn't tell her yeah that was messed up for sure well, and it's also, I mean, but it's also interesting because in the beginning of the story, like, the whole reason that Melissa even notices them is because they, per, like, they do that performance poetry. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, that, um, that, oh, my God, Francis, <laughs> that Francis writes, and then Bobby is just, like, a better performer. And so that's why, like, they both get the, almost, like, notoriety. And, like, Francis almost tries to say to Melissa, like, oh, like, we... We do some of it together, but it's, like, Bobby does none of the writing and yet, like, gets, like, an interesting amount of credit for it. But Bobby also doesn't ever claim she did, right? Because she, true. like, she's, like, says to Melissa straight up, she's, like, yeah, Francis writes it. Um, like, I don't write really much. <laughs> so, so, like, I mean, Bobby's not really, like, trying to be anything else. But, yeah. um, I don't know. It's just, I, the dynamic is very weird also because bobby is like kind of lusting after melissa too so it's Mm -hmm. like francis and nick and then bobby and melissa yeah and i don't know it's just like odd Mm -hmm. but i but i also think it's odd in the first place that melissa took an interest in them too yeah well because it doesn't seem to be like i mean like she talks about writing an article about them but it's like about what well, that's they what I, I'm like. Are they are they famous? Or? Like, <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, I don't really get it. Yeah, um, or like make them some subjects for some photos. Like it just, it's not clear that she's like trying to like bring some young women up in the business. I mean, she does introduce almost accidentally. She introduces them to that like mean woman, <laughs> Valerie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who's the one who like helps her publish her writing. But, I don't know. Yeah. I think my resentment toward, like, Frances and her having, being the one who's, the one having the affair and everything is I think, like, I I just, like, hate when it's, like, the, literally the one described as personality-less is also, like, the irresistible one. I'm like, okay, is this what? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's what Nick wants, but I'm like, okay. It just seems like there are a lot of books about, which I wouldn't call like Elio personalityless or what you know what I mean. Like, it's no, not. It's I'm not saying like all angel. all shy characters don't have a personality, but the person who's just like the like you know, well, beige I, carpet. <laughs> well, I mean that's true, but I think also Frances is like super repressed. Like yeah. Frances has things going on, but she doesn't tell anybody anything. I know that was also frustrating to me, like, which I can kind of relate. Not that I have like a ton going on, but I can relate to the idea of like not like always choosing to open up to people about things. But it's like, I was like, I just want to frankly want to know more. It's like, I'd like you to tell some people about your endometriosis. I'd like to know more about your dad. I thought for sure that her dad was going to kill himself. So did I. But it seems like it seems like what they're trying to suggest is that the dad is like schizophrenic or something. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, when that when she has that weird phone call with him, I thought he also had killed himself. But me too. He hadn't, I guess. Um, her whole relationship with her mom is weird. Mm-hmm. Also, 
Um, I mean, maybe some of this is just the subtleties of Irish life that we don't understand. <laughs> well, I'm 50% Irish according to Ancestry.com, so I should get so, it. Exactly. Um, did you want to talk about Lady Bird, too? I do. And the reason that I want to talk about Lady Bird is because during this, I thought Fran- Francis Lesso starts Lesso. But I feel like Bobby, in a lot of ways, is Timothy Chalamet's character in Lady Bird. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nick. He was Nick. <laughs> Wait, because you, you told me to watch it, and um, I was sort of like, well, what's the connection here? And then I, and then I was like, oh, well, maybe, like, Timothy Chalamet is Nick because he's just, like, this, like, dumb man who, like, it cannot, like, fulfill her intimately. <laughs> or, like, or, like, that she is, like mapping this intimacy onto him that like mm-hmm. he isn't also feeling which it so seems I, like nick does actually more than timothy chalamet does yeah well movie. because where i see it is that like so bobby's character and like bobby and francis are both like very like like almost self-described communists in the book right and so like they're very like Francis says at one point that she doesn't want a job like she like the average income in the world is $16,000 a year and that's what she wants to make and I was like sounds horrible (laughs) yeah and but Bobby and like Francis comes from pretty modest beginnings because at first I was like Francis reminds me of Timothy Chalamet's character because it was also like she's not paying for her rent like she's just kind of like she has this like internshipy thing and that's how she pays for like booze and food or whatever and like but like she actually has like some like she part of the reason that she has to write this story about bobby or like she does go ahead with publishing it is because she would make a lot of money right or make a good amount of money when her dad becomes unreliable and her mom it sounds like is like probably like lower middle class or middle class um but like bobby has these like very leftist views but then like comes from wealth which like that is like kind of exactly timothy chalamet's character where he's like i try not to participate in the economy yeah i've and... been doing a lot of bartering <laughs> i was like i literally i was watching with my mom i'm like are you kidding me um but at the same time lady bird is like but you go to private school where i just think that there's like this brand of like very left or very like communist view of like it's like easy to say that when you have money and can always turn back to like when you've never really had to think about money it's easy to say money isn't important yes um not that i'm saying that her views aren't but i also found it very annoying when she was like well you misread lacan i was like okay bobby like please yeah no i would agree but i also find that very believable for like that age because like you might because, like, you definitely, like, in that age, based on what they're studying, like, they would be reading political, like, political and, like, other kinds of theory. And they would definitely, like, be deciding that they were experts on it. Right. When they're, like, I mean, I think about, even between, like, when we were in college and grad school, like, how I read theory is, like, very different. Mm-hmm. In both cases, didn't like it at all, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah, I think in when I was in college, I also didn't make a ton of an effort to understand. Like when I took a political theory class and like 
basically got all the way up to like Nietzsche and then was like, I give up. Like it's, I am confused. Um, my, one of my worst grades in college was my philosophy one-on-one class. <laughs> like I got a B minus. <laughs> um, and like, it was not hard. Like, I mean, I just think, I don't know. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so Lady Bird. Yeah, loved it. Um, so, as a girl who grew up in California and went to Catholic school, I found it very relatable. Also, the stuff she would do a little bit reminded me of stuff I would do as a teenager, like insisting to be called by a new name or, like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Or, like, like, all that stuff, like, when you're in your, like, first, like, real feeling romance where you're like oh like let's name a star after us like it's just like all that bullshit i'm like oh god <laughs> and uh like when they showed Tim- timothy chalamet i'm like wow i bet he's reading catcher in the rye and i would have been a sucker for that um, that's what i think is what's nice about ladybird is that it's a movie like i feel like you could watch it as a teenager but i feel like it's so much better to watch it as an adult and be like 100 yeah yep because it's like timothy chalamet his character is like a hundred percent awful. But oh it's my god, like the in, worst. But it's but, but I also, also those think, curls. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, of course, like I also like I love that like the after she sees him reading that like stupid book, like the next scene is What like, is her, that book? Oh gosh. It's like one of those I don't know, it's like one of those books that's like What, like David be, Foster Wallace or something? No, I think it was like one of those like books about like the his the the actual history of america or something like oh, something okay. boring like i would very... not have been as easily seduced by that yeah but like i love that like she then has the book and is like clearly trying to show him like look i'm also interested in this stuff like because i can remember like definitely trying to like angle my ipod on like field trips so that like guys could see like i was like really interested in like Cool music. Oh God, I know. <laughs> oh God, I pretended to like so much bad, or like not bad music, but I pretended to like so much music to appease boys in <laughs> high school. Like the Fleet Foxes. I'm sorry, I just do not like them at all, at all. <laughs> but I totally get it. I totally get them. Oh my God. Oh my God. So yeah. good. Oh God. I still have some of like my old like high school mixtapes or whatever. I found them recently in my koala bear um, CD case. And I was like, oh, wow, great. Glad glad to still have these. (laughs) (laughs) Which I pretend to like 80% and did not enjoy. (laughs) But like studied up on it and was like, okay, like this is what's cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, But but I also think that the movie has a lot of empathy even for like, it's not like you should like, tell timothy chalamet's character like to go fuck himself because it's like i do like that when they're like making out to crimea river oh my god um, yeah she she says like i haven't had sex yet and he like throws his hands up in the air like no that's okay like i just think that well but then he says that he hasn't either and then he has like that's so horrible but it's like it's not funny it's horrible it's not it's not funny but it's like his dad is dying like i just think that oh yeah i forgot his dad is dying has a lot of empathy for all the characters in it and it just shows like that it's just kind of like horrible and yet kind of beautiful to be a teenager 
No, I it is. I mean, I I was talking to Olivia today about it, about like so the conduct it came up in was I actually rescued two 13 year old boys last week. Um, oh my gosh. Because so I was driving to pick up my dad's car and we saw like this dog in the middle of the road, like very close to the freeway, and I was like, Oh, is that a coyote or is that like a dog? It was it was a husky, whatever. And um, then we saw this, like, 13-year-old boy, like, chasing after it. And, like, anyway, they ended up catching up with it. And I was like, okay, good. Like, he found its person. It's fine. But then, like, they worked their way up to where we were. And um, they, like, couldn't get the call or the leash, like, harness back on him. And I was like, do you guys need help? And they were like, yes. And they were, like, crying. Like, they were just, like, Aww. these sweet little boys. And um i like couldn't get the harness on also i'm so afraid of dogs and so like i was like pretty sure that dog was gonna bite me and so i was like you know what like how about like you guys get in my car and i'll drive you home and like we don't have to worry about this harness and you can just put the dog in the backyard and we can be done so i drove him home and like talk yeah i know i'm really nice i it also like my car is covered in hair and drool so i i took one for the team here but, well, you also could have kidnapped them. So. I, kn- I know. I was, like, really painfully aware of it when I was, like, talking to them in the car. Because I think what I – like, I don't obviously think of myself as, like, a peer to a 13-year-old. Yeah. But, like, I do think of my cl- myself as, like, closer to a 17-year-old than I think of myself as, like, a mom. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it just, like, felt really weird because I was, like, asking them questions. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I am literally – like, these kids, like, are looking at me and thinking I'm, like, mom. Yeah. Which is, like, troubling. <laughs> but um, but I was saying to Olivia, I was like, it's really weird that, like, we were 17 10 years ago. Yeah. And, like, and she was like, yeah, but, like, aren't you glad we're not 17 anymore? I'm like, honestly, like, I wish I could do it again because I would do it so much better. <laughs> I would. I mean, teenage Cher, like, I, like, love her to death. But, like, God, she made some mistakes. Yeah. But I think that's the point. I know, but like I just wish I just wish I had been more confident in high school cuz I think that I like yeah, missed same. out on a lot of things. Yeah, I think so too. Like I think I read as like someone who was very confident and like friends of mine would say like, "Oh, like you just like don't give a shit about it." And I was yeah, like, "Yeah, I think same. I care deeply." Totally. Well, and I think that like I kind of rejected like it's like I wouldn't go to school dances because I was like, "Well, like I don't really know who I would go with and like but it, like, came off as, like, oh, she's counterculture. <laughs> like, <laughs> sort of. Like, like, um. Yeah, I think it was, like, I was, like, very, like, not fearless, but it was, like, I was, like, really into the things that I didn't necessarily care about looking stupid. And then I, like, avoided and acted like I wasn't even aware of, like, things that I thought was, like, actually, like, felt vulnerable about. Yeah. I was just really, like, I don't know. I, like, I wasn't mean, but I think I was, like, a little bit intimidating. And actually, to be honest, like, I still am a little bit the same way, where it's, like, I think I come off as unapproachable because I seem, like, very grounded in, like, specific ideas or beliefs or whatever, and I just, like, seem not open to others I think sometimes I have never read you as that way but I think that's why you and I make a good pair because I think I have maybe a more welcoming energy 
No, you definitely do. I think I have like a more not not like judgmental, but I think I'm more like I'm a little bit more closed. Yeah, I think it's more like I don't I think especially when you feel comfortable in a group, I think you are more like I don't necessarily need another person here right now. Like if you and I were hanging out maybe. just the two of us and like someone came into the grad lounge, you wouldn't maybe be like, "Oh my gosh, like what are you doing?" like cuz you would be like, "Well, I have Audrey and like we can just keep talking. Yeah. No, that's But I also true. think like you're better at like like when you get to a new place at like putting yourself in situations where like when you moved here, like you went to all those like alumni events and Ugh, Yeah, that's true. I think you tried a lot harder than I did. Where as I kind of was like, Well this girl Cher is telling some funny jokes before Jane Austen class and so I would like to be friends with her to hear the funny jokes and to tell her the my funny jokes <laughs> well and like I like basically like asked you out to be my friend yeah so well, but I I appreciate when you walked in that like before that first class and like I really appreciated that you had like clearly to me I found like a performative nature which I also have like because yeah you were, we like, do both not not in a way that like I think is fake but you were like talking like you had command of the room and I was like oh I want to be her friend like finally someone I can relate to <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> we we were <laughs> we were not like many of the other people in our program <laughs> <laughs> although I would say Tyler is like kind of the exception to that yeah although Tyler is also like 900 times more esoteric than us yes god bless I can't wait to see Tyler in Chicago which I know I'm so excited it's been a while which, by the way, like, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but it's been over a year since we've seen each other. I know. It's very sad. And uh, what I realized is I didn't – I mean, obviously, like, you were a huge presence in my life, but I don't think – I think, like, I thought of you clearly as, like, five friends because now when I think of <laughs> – now whenever I think of, like, making plans, it's, like, basically if Grace is busy, I, like, have no one. No, I know. I mean, I do – I, like, I have other friends here, but it's, like – I well, know. I think there's, like, I think there's also sometimes, like, we had started, like, you know, we had gotten to the level of, like, at any time, you can be, like, hey, like, what are you up to? Like, you know, like, it wasn't yeah. sort of, like, you have to plan ahead mm-hmm. to see each other. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you can just be, like, hey, can I come over, like, today, now, tonight, whatever. Yeah. And it was, like, normal and not weird. And it kind of takes a long time, I think, to get to that. Or, yeah. like, I don't know, you have to find the right person. Because I haven't had that many people where I'm, like, yeah, like just show up mm-hmm. um but yeah anyway I really liked Lady Bird I watched it with my mom um which I think was like a good choice because there's like a lot of mother-daughter elements. see I think that is actually interesting to me because I watched Lady Bird I like made my mom watch it because I was just I just thought she would find some I thought she would find it amusing um but I think she like she liked it but I also think that she started to feel nervous that I because I like clearly loved it so much that I was loving it because of the mother-daughter depiction and so all of a sudden she was like starting to be like well I don't I'm I'm not like her it was like well no like that's not the part I relate to well I think I actually really liked the mom and like felt a lot of sympathy like I like I think like, my mom and I were watching it, sort of, and, I mean, that woman isn't like my mom, but I think my mom and I had 
like a lot not a lot of conflict but we had conflict when I was in high school and it was sort of similar where it's just like I'm being absurd and like (laughs) my mom is just like what and like also not only that but like I have no idea what to say to you because anything is wrong (laughs) and so like like when she's going prom dress shopping and the mom is like standing out of the outside the dressing room and like being like oh like that looks nice and she's like no it doesn't (laughs) you know it's like you can't like you can't win um yeah and I think my mom and I sort of like enjoyed watching that because it's like oh god isn't it great that we're not like that anymore yeah and and my mom was sort of like oh I forgot what it was like to like be a mom of a teenager because it's been so long and Mary Kate was never like you know much of a angsty teen yeah so it was just like a blast from the past from teen share yeah and and but I think like when the part when she like is trying to write the letter goodbye to her Mm -hmm. and um when like she like won't get out of the car to like drop her off at college like that I thought was like very relatable and like Mm -hmm. I was I cried about that part and whatever Mm -hmm. um I found like the idea of like wanting so bad I think what I related to the most to that movie is like wanting so badly to have a bigger life than you have and like to get out of where you're living but then to feel guilty and to like start to understand that like by talking about that all the time maybe you are telling your family that what they gave you isn't good enough and like that like that that's not the message you want to send but you just like have this other idea yeah well and I think it's it's like very sad when her mom like calls her out and she's like fuck you like you like are getting out of the car like a block away so you're like dad doesn't you're like people don't see your dad dropping you off like you, like, say you're from the wrong side of the tracks. Like, how dare you sort of, like, we are mm-hmm. trying our best and, like, you're not grateful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That made me sad. It also made me really sad that, like, the brother gets the job over the dad. Like, the I dad know. is just, like, so sweet. and I like, love that dad. I love that when he's like, how do you always know it's me? And she says, mom doesn't knock. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. They're just, like, our good family. I also loved when... um danny her like boyfriend who turns out to be gay is like saying like your mom is not warm and she's like fuck you my mom is really warm like like the she idea loves that, me a lot yeah she <laughs> loves me a lot and, um and he's and like well you can't be scary those, and warm also when all those teenagers are clearly very high in her kitchen she just laughs and goes back to bed so clearly yeah. she's a cool mom she's definitely not, a cool mom well and it's clear like I think when she says, I'm trying to help you to become the best version of you that you can be, I think that that is incredibly genuine because you do see when she interacts with other people that aren't Ladybird, she is like a delight where she's like buying people baby presents and like wants to make sure she sees the pictures of the baby and like asks them oh, yeah. how they are. And it's just when she's with Ladybird that she's like, are you tired? Because we can go. Like you're dragging your feet. I don't understand what this is about. Yeah, but that's so classic too. Like, I remember like sort of getting jealous of my friends when my mom would interact with them, and I was sort of like, "Why? Like, like, why are you so nice to them?" It's like, well, because you like, she's not their mom. Like, she doesn't have to like reform them or fix them. Like, she like she can just enjoy them. And like, I mean, that's sort of um, Olivia's mom. Like, I have like a really like 
or I like I I view her as like one of like the more important women in my life and like the relationship I have with her is like so different than the relationship Olivia has has with her like mm-hmm. when I um broke up with my college boyfriend and like my mom like really couldn't say the right thing because like I had felt like my mom didn't like him the whole time and so she couldn't be like you know, happy or, like, try to comfort mm-hmm. me because I was just sort of like, well, you wanted this all along. Um, <laughs> poor Mama P. I know. Poor Mama P just, like, was – like, couldn't say the right thing. But, like, Olivia's mom sent me an email that was, like, you know, like, I know that, like, this is really hard. And, like, my mom could never have said that to me because I would have been, like, fuck you. Like, you wanted this at that time you know whereas Mm -hmm. like like I could have her say it to me and like have it be accepted as like Mm -hmm. you know motherly wisdom um but anyway moms what are you gonna do pretty great yeah (laughs) (laughs) they they are do you have any other closing thoughts about I'm looking over my notes about conversations with friends Oh, I I also have a rogue note here that says an all lowercase email is a specific kind of hot. Because, like, Nick sends her emails that are all in lowercase. And I was like, I kind of get that vibe. And I like it. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that that's my vibe, but... I feel like there is a specific kind of confidence that you can... And, like, a literary confidence that you can send an all lowercase email. Yeah. I don't know. And it's like, I know better than choosing not to capitalize. I mean, okay, it's like, but then, like, why use punctuation, too? I mean, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, that doesn't appeal to me, but. <laughs> I did think it was interesting how, like, sparse this book is. Like, it's definitely not, like, flowery or, like, um, I think if we were, we seem to be comparing, um, Call Me By Your Name in this quite a bit. I think I definitely love Call Me By Your Name a little bit more. Call Me By Your Name again. I probably will. It's so good. It is so good. That's the best book I read last year. I think, I think same. I really like this. I think I like this better than you. I think so too. I think it's just because I found Francis a bit irritating um, and I just related to her, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked the, like, the story of it. Yeah, I think I also, like, just because this past year has been, like, a year in which I felt like I a little bit was becoming undone, mm-hmm. maybe I was, like, feeling a little bit more related to Francis than, mm-hmm. you know, I may on a normal year. Mm-hmm. Um, a little messier. Yeah, a little bit less, I don't know, together scheduled in whatever right now like where you are like on my phone it's like it's like the bar where like the you know like the earphone thing is so it looks like you have bangs i'm like you're pulling them off i've got to say thank you so much um (laughs) well you've been frozen for the past hours oh super (laughs) um yeah well bobby had bangs so um, oh there you go but i'm not i don't think i'm a bobby i think i'm a francis No. no Um, see, but I would never say, like, Bobby, I think, is the one who tells Frances that she doesn't have a personality, and, like, almost as a compliment, and I would never say that, not that I think that that's... we're also not lovers, so there's also that. No, that's true. (laughs) Um, 
So I wouldn't say that it's the metaphor runs, you know, that deep. For but, sure. <laughs> uh, if one of us, one of us is going to be one or the other. I do like um, in their friendship, like kind of before they start dating again or whatever. I do like that. Like kind of like I liked that Bobby when like she had hurt feelings like basically finally breaks and sends Francis an email being like listen it was fucked up what you did and like I liked the directness between the two of them mm-hmm. and and like also just like the understanding that it was like okay like you did like you apologized you like put in the effort and I forgive you because I love you like obviously mm-hmm. but I just needed to hear it and I like that sort of like clearness and like consistency of that relationship as opposed to like wishwashy nick who like never you never knew what he was thinking at all yeah well and i also but i think that that dynamic is true to female friendship or at least that like that's how i like to be in terms of like i just don't have a huge ability to be mad at the people that i care about yeah god me either i don't either and so it's like okay i like that there was an apology and now i'd like to move on because i want to continue to have you in my life yeah, and I do think that, like, a sincere apology, like, does mean a lot. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who, like, doesn't believe in apologies, and I'm like, okay, well. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, um. What is, how, why? I, like, I don't know. I think, I'm sure he's explained it to me at some point, but, um, hmm. I, I'm not convinced. I, how did I, I think, know I think that that's just, like, I think it is, uh, it's definitely a man. <laughs> um. Women are constantly apologizing. Yeah, well, that's for sure. But I I think, like, maybe, like, apologies aren't cathartic for him, or, like, I'm not really sure, but, um, or maybe it's, like, just an excuse for him to never apologize, but one of the two. I will say that, like, apologizing, though, like, always, maybe this is my own, like, anxiety, like, I always feel like it doesn't, even if the person is, like, you know, like, thank you, like, I accept your apology or like it's okay I always still feel like it's not okay (laughs) well I think it takes some time but I sort of feel like it's like the first step to recovery or whatever and I think like you can go back to some kind of normalcy once you've had the catharsis of an apology Mm -hmm. if you if Mm -hmm. the person really meant it like I think that you like Mm -hmm. like I think it's not if you just are like well I'm sorry like like if you just say I'm sorry that doesn't mean really much Mm-hmm. But if you're sort of like, I see why this hurt you, and like, this is what I'm gonna do differently, and like, I feel terrible. It's like, okay, well, yeah, um, that's a start. Yeah, um, I want to give a shout out to my friend Michelle who listened to our podcast mm. today for the first time. Um, hey Michelle. Hey Michelle. Um, she liked it. Yay! For the record, um, you'll <laughs> you'll probably meet her next weekend. She's the person I'm going to Backstreet Boys with, so. I you had told me that you were coming into town like months and months ago, but I forgot about it, and so it's just like the most delightful surprise to me that you were coming into <laughs> town next weekend. Yeah, I'm yeah. so thrilled. We have to take pictures because we have none. Yes, that's a priority. Like, we gotta we gotta look good. I'm taking the red yeah. eye on Friday or Thursday night, so okay. um, set by Saturday. Hopefully, I look normal again. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it sounds to me like you're free for Mission Happy Hour, but I don't know. I am always free for, oh my god, Mission Happy Hour. The most likely thing to get me not only blackout drunk, but like also like probably having a 45-minute phone conversation that I have no memory of. Perfect. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so yeah, let's definitely do Mission Happy Hour. (laughs) 
Brendan somewhere listening like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Brennan, Brennan has not listened to this podcast since like episode two. Like, That's he's, fair. He's not. Maybe he fire. listened to the one where he makes an appearance. Oh, will we yell at him? <laughs> Go back downstairs. <laughs> oh, God. God bless him. Um, it was his birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, Brendan. Oh, happy birthday, Brendan. When you're not listening. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, I gave it, I'm going to give it five out of five on Goodreads, so. I think I gave it four. That seems right based on our conversation. Because I feel like I liked it and I appreciated the writing, but it was just like my own, like not relating to Francis that held me back. Fair enough. You're just not dark and twisty enough right now. True. I'm try try a year of law school and you'll be you'll be <laughs> right in with her. Perfect. Conversations. There. Okay. Yep. I gave it four stars. I haven't rated it yet because I finished it literally in the car ride on my way home. But um, <laughs> keeping it together. All right. Well, I guess that's all I have to say about it. Yep. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, rate, review, and subscribe. As always. Yep. All right. Also, we are aware that our episodes have disappeared from Spotify. It's because Spotify changed their policies. Yes. And we and may I have or not... May not do something about that at some point. <laughs> we will do something. Uh, maybe I'll do it this weekend at some point when I have but some look, downtime. But look, there are plenty of other places that you can listen to this podcast. So, like, please don't complain. Yeah, we don't want to hear complaints. But we no, are no. sorry. I will give you a sincere apology about it. We understand yeah. the inconvenience, and we will <laughs> we will we'll look forward to fixing it eventually. All right. Well, thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.